It's MLK Day. Let's talk about the whitewashing of the great man's legacy. More than half of the United States of America's school children are living in poverty. Love to see us progressing to all-time new lows. While 80 people hold half of the world's wealth. How's that for a dichotomy? Fuck crimes! Have you committed this illegal activity lately? Take my Neasy Treason Thought Quiz and find out. And later this week, we will be giving you a special sneak peek into the magical world that is the this or that. So two-part EP as we wrap up the last joint on part one. These, all this and more coming up next on TNPS. United States of Earth. Welcome to the Neasy Please Show. I am your host, Neasy Please, reporting in Washington. We begin tonight with this. What the hell's going on with the co-opting and whitewashing of Martin Luther King Jr.? Worldwide. I don't know, but I can tell you that this holiday, if that's what you want to call it, has always left me with a bad taste in my mouth. MLK Day is kind of whack. It's a stolen legacy that America's hijacked and uses to annually purge itself of any social responsibility of actually having to live what the man was about versus what the shit's turned into. A day off and another example of paying lip service to the idea of social equality while white American establishment continues to benefit from all that Martin Luther King stood against. It's a terrorist holiday, if you will, that sprung up because folks in the movement wanted to demonstrate that Martin Luther King's life mattered by not working that day sending a message to the man and to the economy, fuck you, you killed one of our leaders. The day got appropriated and whitewashed into a kumbaya fest that white people would endorse and not have to feel guilty about. We gave you niggers Martin Luther King Day and the right to sometimes vote. Sometimes. What else do you want? It's not racist. Selma didn't even get any Oscar recognition. Black films is such a 2014 thing. Separate but equal, that's what they used to tell us. Not much has changed except they don't call it that anymore. Now they use, you can do it too. Why won't you be a one percenter if you work hard? Which is just an insult to the general public because it's like, really, why don't you just go fuck yourself? Meanwhile, the Martin Luther King that they celebrate is the facade. The MLK that they taught in school and the MLK that lived the struggle, they're not one and the same. See, they cleaned them up when they talked about them in school. They made them into a soft and peaceful figure. But in Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s last days, the media was calling him dangerous. They were calling him too radical. They were saying the things that he wanted to do were moving too fast. And it was too much all at once. In school, they taught us that he died so that we could have racial freedom for all, like we enjoy today. Like he was Jesus dying on the cross, and once Martin Luther King died, racism died with him. 
That's not what the man was, and that's just the myth. The man was mortal. He wasn't perfect, but he was good. And what do I say that for? I'm saying that because you shouldn't be trying to glorify Martin Luther King. You should be trying to walk like Martin Luther King. But most people are so used to following that it leaves us in the sad and sorry state that we're in today with no leadership. I'm not talking about black leadership or white leadership. I'm talking about real leadership. I see politicians and bureaucrats pandering to the system, but I don't see leadership speaking for a real populist movement. When we do, they condemn us and call us socialists or communists. You know, speaking of which, John F. Kennedy worried that Martin Luther King was a communist. They vilified him in the media. Establishment painted him as unfavorable, with more than half of the United States of his time believing that he was a fanatic. Now more than half of the United States believe he was fantastic. Which means that some of the American people are just fucking liars, because some of the people who were polled then, they're not dead. They're still being polled now. That means that they're straight up fucking lying in the polls. Or they lied back then, and either way, that's no good. While some of the other people genuinely had a change of heart. And I believe in the capacity to evolve your mind, so I'll allow that. Fine. You don't want to not allow folks to change. We should all remain teachable. That's what I say. But overall, it means that the American people are a bunch of fucking cowardice followers who are easily swayed in the wind. Not much has changed since the days of MLK. I mean, he died trying to lead a labor movement. Look at the labor movement now, struggling, hobbling along. Just like we talked about at the opening show, poor kids comprise more than half of the U.S. school children today, and they are living in poverty, folks. Meanwhile, only 80 people hold half of the world's wealth. If you call that progress, then I'd call you a protectionist of the oligarchian system. History highly implies that our American government was, if not complicit in MLK's death, directly involved in it. Clearly, the U.S. government in power at that time was clearly terrorizing MLK all the way up into his death. We know that much for sure. And we haven't really had any leadership speaking out on poor people or black lives or brown lives to mobilize people on the ground all around the world up until today with the Black Lives Matter movement. And you can't chop off one head without two more sprouting in its place. So as you can see, we're beginning to use the parameters of the media sphere against itself. And that's what needs to happen. We need to tell our own stories. Last Thursday, Boston's WHDH Channel 7 reported that black life protesters severely delayed traffic on Interstate 93 northbound in Milton and southbound in Medford the morning of that commute. I can only imagine folks explaining to their employers that they were late to that morning's meeting because, I'm sorry boss, turns out... Black Lives Matter. Surprise. There's some dissent that I can measure, and I love it. And I love and I respect Dr. Martin Luther King. Don't get it twisted. But history has softened his message, and I don't appreciate that for nothing. For example, let's wrap up this bit with some unedited MLK for you to interpret. Tell me if this shit holds up against the MLK they taught in schools. And I quote, The Southern aristocracy took the world and gave the poor white man Jim Crow. And when his wrinkled stomach cried out for the food that his empty pockets could not provide, he ate Jim Crow. A psychological bird that told him that no matter how bad off he was, at least he was a white man better than a black man, end quote. That's some rebellious ass shit. Makes me kind of want to dissent and question authorities that taught us that Dr. Martin Luther King was all about the get-along gangs while taking it slow and easy on the pathway out of oppression. Because otherwise, we might falsely convince ourselves that we done made it on over to the promised land and everything, when really we ain't progressed on anything. As always, you can feel free to email me via Neasy at Pleasy.com. 
Or you can check me out on Twitter via at Please. I'm on Facebook via Please, both the band page as well as the person. And I'm also on Instagram under plain old please. We got that shit circulating up on the SoundCloud. Don't be scared to hit that candy like heart button and show that you love your boy Neasy Please. Please know that I love you too. We got merchandise coming real soon. Music politics and bullshit let's keep it cracking we're gonna take a quick break and when we return we're gonna do the neasy news that's last week's news this week stay tuned welcome back to the neasy please show as always moving at the time tested and bona fide speed of 100 genuine true colored people time we're taking it back to last week's news this week then we'll tell you what to keep an eye out for in the week ahead you are now listening to the neasy news keep it locked right here on the neasy Today is Monday, January 19th, MLK Day. Let's do the weather. We are looking at dark and cold with a dash of sprinkly, folks, once again. Back in the day today, this happened. We'll never forget it. 1915, the first German Zeppelin attack over Great Britain occurred because there were other Zeppelin attacks besides this one. Four people died. Damn. Death by dirigible. Then, in 1952, the PGA approves allowing black participants to play golf. My God, you guys. Good job. Good job recognizing the humanity in people. Excellent. God, someone needs to buy those guys a cake. And finally, in 2013, calcium deposits are discovered on Mars. What does it mean? What are they trying to tell us? You guys, I think that they're they're baby-stepping us into into a new day of realizing that there might have been microorganisms on Mars. Ooh. Fucking baby steps. You guys, there's aliens and they visit the planet often. Some are interplanetary, some are interdimensional. There, I said it. Doing the U.S. government's job for them. Hey folks, today is also Dolly Parton's birthday. Dolly was born this day in Locust Ridge, Tennessee. Miss Parton got specials coming up with some developmental deals by way of NBC. Dolly boss to get that made-for-TV money on these bitches. Happy birthday, Dolly. Get them. Speaking of entertainment, let's move on to last week's Neasy News. Do you done they did it now? All right, so last week, after France and the world began the healing required to grow beyond another senseless tragedy of violence inflicted in the name of God, it appears that France's freedom of expression was the 13th victim in the wake of the attack against Charlie Hebdo. Who decides what's contentious? Who decides what's in good taste? Who decides what's funny? Apparently, France's governmental authorities do, especially in the case of French comedian Diodiné, who will face trial for what some media outlets have described as controversial Facebook posts. <gasps> like comedians are supposed to suspend all provocations of satire in the wake of celebrating the bravery of satirists? Okay, cut the bullshit. For the record, Diodiné's Facebook post was a play on the Charlie Hebdo supporters rallying cry of Je suis Charlie, which in my opinion could be interpreted as at the worst insensitive and at the worst distasteful, but not a crime, when he posted I am Charlie Coulibaye, which was the name of the nutball who flipped off the deep end and shot up that poor Jewish bakery. But there's nuance and depth and granularity to why he would say that, and I don't think that it should be overlooked. And bottom line, he should have the freedom to say whatever the fuck he wants to say. I mean, isn't that what this whole debate is about? Or is this the Butter Battle Wars and you want your bread buttered on the bottom? 
See, now France's bureaucracy is doing their damnedest to spin this into Diodenais apologizing for terrorists versus taking into scope the history of discrimination that France has practiced for many years against both Jews and Muslims alike, and foreigners for that regard, period. I've noticed that the mainstream media kind of wants Diodenais comments to be portrayed as I am Charlie, fill in the blank of one of those French-born terrorists who went crazy and shot up the innocent men, women, Christians, atheists, Jews, and Muslims all alike in the name of Islam. And shit, that's basically what did happen. But I don't think that that was all that Diodenais was trying to say when he posted that, because there is this context. Art is subjective. One could just as easily argue that Diodenais Facebook post could be interpreted simply as I both agree with Charlie Hebdo's stance of satire, hence why he used Charlie in the beginning, while some who identify as Muslim could be outraged by both Charlie Hebdo's depiction of religious figures and the violence that has ensued since, which makes people hostile against me, even as far as to go ahead and label me a terrorist for exhibiting my capacity to empathize. Tell you what, either way, you decide to interpret Diodenais' Facebook post as you would. He deleted it nonetheless, and he will still face up to seven years imprisonment in the defense of his thoughts. I know for a fact that not being able to take a joke is the last thing that those Charlie Hebdo artists died for. No one should be guilty of thought crimes. But in case you're worried that you may be at risk of committing such a crime, feel free to take my Neasy Treason test as to determine your current risk factor of your thinking of illegal thoughts. Answer your feelings after hearing the following rant. The thing is, if you're Muslim, then it's true. You should not be depicting images of the Prophet Muhammad. We respect your pledge not to do so according to your faith and traditions. But, because I am not Muslim, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. So if I wanted to paint a picture of Big Baby Jesus and Muhammad running a train on a purple unicorn with a couple of mimes underneath the Eiffel Tower, then you better mime me your disapproval, because you best believe that I'd be miming you back. I don't give a fuck. At the same time, if France's authorities have taken it upon themselves to be the morality police by pursuing whoever they deem apologists of ideas, then they are equally vulnerable as a result of their own hypocrisy in censoring those who exercise the very rights they proclaim to protect and preserve. Now moving on to the quiz, when listening to that preceding rant, did you feel uncomfortable with the topic and would prefer to tiptoe around such controversies? Then your punk ass is safe, no need to worry about committing any thought crimes around your way. You docile motherfucker, get out of here. Or, when listening to the preceding rant, did you feel impartial about either side's sensitivities? Man, what time is the game on again? Then your punk ass is safe too. You don't need to worry about committing any thought crimes because you're easily entertained, which makes you easily distracted. Tame motherfucker, get the fuck out of here. Or when listening to the preceding rant, did you feel an advocation of free speech was being made? People should be able to discourse openly and broadly, celebrating different points of view even while using satire or humor, while the most loud and most authoritarian and violent of our voices should be condemned. Then you may need to police your mind, kid, because the Gestapo don't take kindly to your thoughts none so ever. Nope. Mind you. Feel free to interpret my opinion as objectively as you can. It's satire, and it's art, and it's open to interpretation. I subject, your honor! Which leads us into, in the week ahead, keep a lookout for more ultimatum-based bullion McCarthyism politics to poison the well of human dialogue. This debate ain't going nowhere anytime soon. Keep it locked right here on the Neasy Please Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Neasy Please Show. Finally, as always, here on the Neasy Please Show, 
About to take that time to remind my audience I got that this or that's a two-part EP, these and those. I'm going to be doing some kind of video shitlet or some shit talking about the last song for the this or that's on this EP for the first part, these. It's going to be the bomb. All this and more is available to you, the listener, for free to bump on www.pleazie.com. That's www.pleazie.com. Keep an eye out for what we post in the future. More on that on future shows. Moving on, let me finish with this, if you please. So what have you? MLK Day! Or is it White People Pretend Racism Is Over Day? Your children's children will be the judge of that. What else have we? Is it a thought crime? It is if you're a French Arab. Continuing on with... Are you at risk for being a thought criminal? Take the Neasy Treason Test and find out. And of course... Neasy Please presents the This or That's a two-part EP with production by Amadot, starting with these. Check back later this week for sneak peeks in the process. And that's the Neasy Please show for now. I'd like to thank you, our listeners, for being with us. And you can catch this show again next Monday. I have to say congratulations to the Seattle Seahawks for battling it out and making a major comeback over the Green Bay Packers yesterday. I heard some dumbass fans left the game at halftime and gave up early on our Seahawks, only to get locked out from witnessing what was an incredible historic comeback. I know exactly how the Seahawks must feel about people doubting their comeback. You can always visit www.pleasey.com to learn more. Please feel free to leave comments on the Neasy Please Show iTunes podcast page and be sure to join us every week to see what's really good with Northwest Music via www.pleasey.com. We hope you enjoy it. We'll see you next week with more music, politics, and bullshit ahead as always. I'm Neasy Please wishing you love, peace, and the pursuit of happiness.